I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, I'm Sanchita Sharma. I'm the health and science editor with the Hindustan Times. Welcome to my podcast, Healthwise. Each episode will bring you up to speed with the top of the mind health, science, and environment issues. You'll hear experts who will help you better understand policy and decipher jargon so that you can make the choices that work best for you. Coronavirus disease has completely changed our lives. In fact, it's turned the whole world upside down over the last seven months. But recently, we've had some good news on the vaccine front. Recently, scientists have crossed several milestones in the global effort to develop a vaccine against coronavirus disease. And several groups across the world have published data and pushed ahead to have a vaccine ready for use by early 2021. In India, two safety trials have begun and a healthy man recently in Delhi received the first dose of the indigenous COVID-19 vaccine, which has been developed by Bharat Biotech in Hyderabad and the Indian Council of Medical Research. So this vaccine, which they say is going to be called Covaxin, uh, produced no immediate side effects uh, in the person uh, that it was injected into. And uh, this volunteer, uh, who I mentioned before, was a 30-year-old healthy adult, will be under observation for a couple of weeks to, to see, and then he'll be followed through to see whether there are any side effects that may kick in later. But as of now, uh, he's fine and he's doing well. And these trials were at the All India Institute of Medical Sciences, which is just like one of the 12 sites across the country where this vaccine is being tested. So globally, too, the results of two randomized trials were published in the journal uh, The Lancet, which has raised hope that we'll have a vaccine ready. Early results from a vaccine produced by AstraZeneca and the University of Oxford, which is going to be produced by the Serum Institute of India in Pune. And this vaccine is going to be called Covishield. This vaccine was found to be safe and it was also found that it actually provoked a, a cellular immune response in people uh, that received the vaccine and there were no major side effects apart from mild fever and pain in the area of injection. We've also had a vaccine from China which was found to generate an immune response without major side effects but in the China vaccine they said that a second dose may be required for older adults uh, because it produced a weaker immune response in people who were old. And the fourth vaccine, of course, is the Moderna vaccine from the U.S., which is being developed in collaboration with the U.S. National Institutes of Health. And even that vaccine was found to be safe. And it proved uh, that it could produce an effective immune response in the people who were immunized against coronavirus disease. So all this means that, yes, we're going to have a vaccine. Yes, the world will have a plan to uh, start vaccinating people uh, to ensure that those who need it most get vaccinated first, which would be our frontline workers who are putting lives at risk. These are health workers, outreach workers who are treating people who are sick, as well as people who are older, who are at a higher risk of serious illness and higher risk of death than younger people. So all that is great news, but there's also a fear in certain quarters which says that all the hype 
around the accelerated efforts would compromise vaccine safety. And this fear is already being exploited by anti-vaxxers who are playing on the distrust uh, that some people have against national governments and pharma companies, which people think are profiteering. So a lot of people seem to think that these vaccines are not going to be safe. And the pharma industry and governments uh, are just pushing forward and compromising safety uh, without offering the protection it promises to people. So is it true? I mean, what do we know so far? Well, globally, we know that scientists the world over are closely tracking the vaccine and they're calling out companies who are not sharing data very transparently. And usually scientists from across the world are actually getting together and demanding uh, companies and, uh, and scientists developing vaccines to share what they know in global uh, platforms so that it can be reviewed by third party who can actually see whether all safety and clinical protocols have been followed. So in an editorial in the journal Lancet, which recently published results of the trials of the Oxford as well as the China vaccine, editor-in-chief Richard Houghton uh, has uh, said, and I quote, Opinion polls suggest that in some countries such as the USA, as little as half the eligible population would be willing to receive a vaccine against SARS-CoV-2. Now, this is the virus that causes coronavirus disease. So he says the arguments cover familiar ground, ranging from claims that the pharmaceutical industry is trying to profit from the pandemic to the notion that the virus poses little danger to human health. The context of urgency is also strengthening the anti-vaccination movement. President Trump has called the U.S. vaccine program Operation Warp Speed. This designation has led to some anti-vaccine activists to claim that corners are being cut in safety testing. Well, what we know so far, it's not been happening. And like I said, the data is being shared in the public domain and is being tracked by third-party scientists who uh, are keeping a close watch on uh, all efforts to develop a vaccine. So what we do know that in India, people have traditionally accepted mass vaccination programs. And this is what's helped the country eradicate smallpox in April 1977. Two, year, two and a half years before it was globally eradicated in December 1979. But what we've also seen is that over the past two decades, vaccine skepticism is growing across states, communities and income groups. And we saw this happen during the Pulse polio campaign. Now, polio eradication in India wasn't as easy as, well, initially we thought it would be. But the wild polio virus sustaining and uh, thriving in several pockets across India because people refused to get their children vaccinated uh, because of, you know, several reasons, fake news, malicious rumors about side effects, which actually did not uh, exist. So a lot of people thought that it would lead to autism. Some people thought it would lead to impotence. And all this, these were just rumors. Uh, it was absolutely not true. But the fear led uh, to people keeping their children away from getting vaccinated and uh, risked uh, their getting infected with polio virus. So with sustained efforts, polio was eradicated. But uh, since then, we've had... Uh, problems with the measles rubella vaccine in India uh, and uh, campaigns to give it to school children have failed in several states and were suspended in states like Delhi because people thought that it would lead to side effects in children. So what we really need here is for governments and civil society to start building the groundwork so that you build public trust and help People understand because people, like I've said several times before, people are not stupid. You need to just explain it to them, be transparent, let them know how the vaccine would benefit them uh, to ensure that everyone who needs to be protected is protected against coronavirus disease.
So, well, how can you build trust? It's possible by bringing people on board, by increasing transparency in both information sharing and also discussing their concerns and answering questions that they may have about a vaccine. We also need governments, both uh, state as well as center, uh, civil society and health agencies to allay fears about safety, availability and profiteering and assure people that the vaccine helps and the vaccination of those at risk, including frontline workers and older people, must be prioritized because we have to save them from infection. We have to save lives. So we must start building these public health campaigns right now. They have to be planned ahead and keeping in mind learnings from polio and MR vaccination drives where fake news and misinformation preceded vaccines across states. And we saw there that it often primed communities to refuse vaccination even before health workers you know, got there with the vaccine and got a chance to explain the benefits. So what we do know is that the vaccination strategy against COVID should have a whole of society response. So you have to have businesses, uh, faiths, charities, media, entertainment, uh, sports, movie stars, as well as, of course, health workers and governments. Uh, they are the ones really driving it. So we have to use everyone available to stress how important it is for people to get vaccinated against the biggest pandemic that humanity has ever faced because we have to trust science because that's really the only way to save lives. Until we get a vaccine, stay protected, stay safe. If you still have any queries or would like me to cover a certain health topic, do feel free to reach out to me. You can reach me at sanchex, that is at S-A-N-C-H-X or at HT Smartcast. We are available on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. For more such podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com. Until next time, goodbye. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.